You're divorcing me? Julie! Son of a bitch. Did you have fun watching me scramble around trying to save this marriage while you met with lawyers? Did you enjoy it? Don't be ridiculous. Okay, fine. You want out? You got it. But let me tell you something. I am going to make you pay. Prenup or no prenup, I'll bleed you dry. You won't have a pot... You'll have to explain these first. You had me followed? You have been monitored to one degree or another since before we were married. The affair you had with your former husband? The tryst last year with that high schooler, Luke? Oh my God. I mean, your daughter's boyfriend? What will people think? Ex-boyfriend. Despite all of this, I was willing to give us a chance. Until that. But nothing happened. This was just... Oh, stop it, Julie. I don't have the stomach for it anymore. I've got in a hotel room. You have a week to find somewhere else to live. Then I want you and your daughter gone. Now get out of my office. Oh, by the way, you're fired. It's time to announce Harbor School's prom king and queen. And your prom queen tonight, Summer Roberts. Summer, come on up here. Oh, no. Get me out of here. And your prom king, Zach Stevens. I'm making a report. Now, if the king and queen could join me on stage, they'll kick off your spotlight dance. There's the queen. We found her. We're halfway there. Summer Roberts, come on up here. Yeah. Zach Stevens, we're waiting. Zach Stevens, we're waiting. No one's coming. Colin. Sorry, I'm late. I was calling traffic. I'm on stage. That's not Zach Stevens. No, I'm not. I think you should step down. You're not the prom king. Okay. I know I'm not you all imagined as prom king seeing as how I'm not who any of you actually voted for but she's the queen and I love her so I guess that that makes me king no I'm just a guy standing next to you you're the queen alright I'm the jester perhaps if that works so let me ask you this your highness what can I do to make it up to you well you uh, well <laughs> You can start by dancing with me. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. Money's a tool. When you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't yeah, sleep. Maybe die and then leave and then find a new podcast. Stuck in it's hard to do it this way. 
and it's been difficult trying to replace Luke as it is. Mm, impossible. Yeah, yeah. our, our uh, third wheel is not here. Yeah, so, I mean, if you die, then... Then <laughs> you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Noopsies are dropping off like flies. <laughs> like, oh. forget the fact that, you know, you're, like, my best friend and everything. I mean, that's... Oh. I mean, I can live without that. Can't live without a podcast host, though. Yeah. Well, I can make friends. I can't make podcast hosts. <laughs> we can also continue being friends at a distance as well. So, like, feel free to text me random goings-ons of the days right. and such to keep just keep that's, up That's fine and all, but I'm missing a podcast host. That's an important part here. Yeah. Friends yeah. don't make you money. Podcasts have the potential <laughs> to make you money. Not yet. Someday. Not yet, but... We're it, there. We're almost there. We just need... We just need that one big break. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a lot that we just had to deal with. So, that was so much. So hopefully this doesn't get too confusing. That was a lot. So should um, should we just, like, talk about two the, both episodes, like, together, or just, like, talk about one and then talk about the other? I would get them all mixed up if okay. we tried to do one and then the other. I don't blame you, because, I mean... We'll try to go in semi-chronological order, but... But we don't promise anything. Yeah. Wow. Ding dong, the witch is dead, <laughs> the wicked witch, witch old witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Please don't sing that. Sorry. No, it's like, you know, you're doing a good job at it. I'm just like... I don't have... lie to me. No, but no, go on. no. I just have bad memories with Wizard of Oz. Were you in theater? Uh, no, I would... Our school in elementary, back in elementary school, we did a production of the show. Uh, of the Wizard yeah. of Oz? And I was the wizard. You were the wizard? I was the wizard, yeah. You were the great and mysterious wizard. And I hated it. Were you the man behind the curtain? Essentially, yeah. Okay. And I hated it so much. Why would you hate it? Because I hate being in front of, like, people. But you were behind a curtain. But then I had to, like... Yeah, had to not be behind a curtain. Yeah, and yeah, it was the worst because like I was just so fucking nervous. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't want to do this, but it's like mandatory. Why did you make me do this? Why couldn't I be one of the stagehands or something? I don't want a talking part. I really don't. That's mean of them to like force you out there. Like, because there's baby steps. I think everybody should try to get experience with public speaking and you know push their limits on that there's one public speaking is one thing like perform public performing true is completely different different that's a good point because i i haven't really done a lot of acting or like Mm. theater really i wasn't in theater in school i did do a production of like noah's ark it was like a it was through my church Mm -hmm. and it wasn't it was mostly singing it was a musical and I if I, you get me started, I would still be able to remember probably Jeez. all the songs. Um, but I went in to audition as the dove. This is Noah's Ark, so there's like a, a dove and crap. Um, I went in to audition as the go- as the dove, and they made me Noah. <laughs> they made me Noah, and I was a little bit like I wanted to be a pretty little dove, not a an old man with a beard. <laughs> but I got the lead role by applying for the dove. Yeah. The dove so that had one song. The dove had one song. <laughs> Noah had like all the songs because he's a main character. Yeah. And yeah. Go me. <laughs> fucking claim to fame. It's... Fucking Noah. I didn't even try to be Noah. I don't know if anybody else 
audition to be Noah. Probably not. But or maybe you're just that good. I, at I think. Dove. I, I mean, they're like, like nah. Like, I honestly we think can't waste your talent. Was part on of the dove. I, I mean, legitimately, I, I do think that was it. That there's no one that auditioned for Noah. No, the second one that I was just that good. I mean, maybe yeah, both. Like, I think it might have been column A and column B. I mean, that's what you always want to think that you're that good to, that you got like the lead role. Like you don't want to think that oh no, it was just happenstance that I got the role because that's that's not a good thing. It's because I was that good. Yeah, one. Exactly. Let's move on. Yeah. Though, uh, so that was third grade for me, the Wizard of Oz. Though fifth grade, I was in uh, choir. Yeah. And I didn't really have an issue so much with, like, singing in public. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. I might be on that same level with you, since I haven't done a lot of acting, but yeah. I've done a lot of public singing. I can do that. Like, it still scares the shit out of me, but I can do it. Like, yeah. I can truck through it. That's, like, part of the reason why, as much as I love music and, like, writing music and stuff like that, I can never be, like forefront yeah because i would just hate performing i was just like like i would if i do perform i would have to be in a band yeah so you can kind of like stand behind someone else yeah <laughs> just be the drummer in the shadow yeah like i know you you haven't watched um it's always sunny in philadelphia right no. well there's an episode where uh one of the characters charlie they decide uh in his gang they decided to like start a band and he's like really like shy in public so what he has to end up doing is, like, have a curtain in front of him. Aww. Like, while he's, like, performing. That's cute. Yeah. So that would be me. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That could be your thing, too. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think that's, like, an actual thing in, like... In another band? Yeah. Or, yeah. And that can be, like, your your little quirk that you do. Just have a curtain around right, you. Right. But it also sucks because I am kind of, like... I like to have my ego stroked. Okay. Maybe the curtain could have a picture of your face on it. <laughs> There we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Got it all. Got him. <laughs> yeah. We're done. We've solved it. So anyway, um, what the fuck are we talking about? Because okay. everyone is dead or dying or an alcoholic like, or breaking up or this was an intense episode. Episodes. What are we talking about? <laughs> so yeah, welcome everyone to the new OC podcast, the OC podcast of the Soup in the Nation. I'm your host, Juan. And as always, I'm here with Michelle. What are we talking about? <laughs> so, uh, we watched uh, both episodes uh, 22 and 23 of season four, season two. Yeah. So, so if you haven't watched ahead to 22, 20, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If you Make sure you've seen both because, you know, we're going to be spoiling it. Yeah, we're going to just, because, like, these episodes kind of went really well together, so it just yeah, makes sense. But to, a lot happened. To discuss them to both together. So, on episode, um, episode 22, The Showdown, I have the synopsis. For that one, from TV.com, as always. Seth and Zach declare themselves rivals for summer's affection. Marissa is still reeling from being nearly raped by Trey. Cindy confronts Kirsten when her drinking problem becomes very apparent. Caleb hands divorce papers to Julie. And the synopsis for episode 23. Uh, since I read the first one, you want the honors? Oh, okay. It's... You won't believe it, guys. It's... The OC. But it's spelled... The O dot S-E-A. It's rated a 9.7 episode, so it's really good. Okay, so the episode description. Seth and Zach squabble over who should take Summer to the prom and who will meet George Lucas for dinner. Sandy takes drastic actions with recovering Kirsten. Ryan starts to piece together what happened between Trey and Marissa, courtesy of Teresa. 
Julie's attempts to poison Caleb take a surprising turn. Wow. When you put it that way. Yeah. I, this seems less intense than what we just watched, though. Yeah, this is like the the rated G version of what yeah. happened, even though there's poisoning. Oh, yeah, there is poison. like, oof. So um, let's try and start chronologically and go from there. But, I mean, there's, like, like, you, like we kept saying, there was a lot that fucking happened. So I guess uh, the main, one of the main storylines, because I think all of the storylines were kind of like they were all center. pretty intense. Yeah, like the summer and Zach thing, or summer Zach and Seth thing is probably like the lowest tier, and that's still they're still pretty. They're all pretty front center. They yeah. all got the, like got a good uh, lot yeah, of screen time. time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's start with uh, Ryan and Marissa and Trey because like that's where we left off basically last episode. Mm-hmm. So, Marissa still hasn't told anyone about yeah. ne- being nearly raped, Poor which, girl. I mean, it's, like, it's it sucks. It's very difficult to talk about. It, yeah, it's a common thing for victims unable to talk about, you know, what, what they're going through, and it yeah. sucks, and, I mean, like, you... It's just hard to watch, because yeah. you're just like, Marissa, just someone, someone help her. Like... All up until this mo- until like the- these last episodes, like you just wanted to just like grab Marissa and just shake her, just like stop being stupid. Yeah, like, but then this episode you want to like give her a hug, right? Yeah, be like, girl, it's okay. Well, it's yeah. not okay, but like it'll be okay. It'll it will be okay. We'll make sure it'll be okay. Yeah, by by making sure it's okay. Yeah, like I like, I, w- I don't know how how I'd handle that situation. Like if I had someone like close to me like that and it. And they were acting strange, or if they told you? Both. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't know how to react. I'd try to my best to, you know, try and comfort them and everything. But it's, it's really hard. There's really nothing you can say. There's nothing to be said except just, depending on the situation, saying it's not your fault, it's not your fault, and just being, like, really affirming and really supportive and believing them and, you know, not questioning the circumstances and just kind of being a supportive rock but there's there's nothing you can say that solves it right yeah and i mean at least i don't want to say at least but with marissa's situation though it doesn't seem like she feels like she's like at fault though yeah that's a very important point she is squarely placing the blame on trey which Mm -hmm. is is nice that's that's at least a good thing right I, i would say that's a positive sign yeah yeah that she's not taking it to to heart of herself because like that's such a common response it, yeah, and it's very guilty. easy it's very easy for them to take it that way yeah. and then just bungle it because i i can totally see that happening yeah and and then like trey is trying to put the blame on her and so that it's also pretty help. common yeah unfortunately and he is doing such a shitty job at trying to like apologize and this and well that. he's not uh well i guess he did say the words i'm sorry but no being a creepy stalker and following your sexual assault victim to her high school first of all trey he's like 21 trey's mm-hmm. 21 yeah and he's hooking up with all these high schoolers that's statutory rape we've discussed it so california it's 16 right okay so, dang so yeah with jess not. jess is like above the legal age then yeah so all he's um, uh, guilty of is being 
awful and rapey being a terrible person and drugs but I mean, and drugs yeah i mean you know you do a little cocaine here and there that's fine but you just don't sexually assault someone after you do cocaine right yeah or after that, you do any that's like the drug. second rule of cocaine yeah what's the first one cocaine's a hell of a drug yeah cocaine's a hell of a drug don't sexually assault your boyfriend or your boyfriend's girlfriend your, your brother's, your brother's girlfriend, girlfriend or anyone else that's usually a good rule to follow by in life as well in general yeah like just try not to write it holds up in all scenarios yeah like you don't even have to be on drugs to not rape just don't do it just don't do it say no to rape yeah and so ryan's back from miami and then he's sensing all these weird vibes from everyone something's happened and no one's talking to him uh, I don't even know how to evaluate that besides it's just like it sucks it, yeah it just puts Ryan in such like a weird position where he, his instinct is to believe that eventually to believe that hey maybe uh, Marissa um, and Trey something is going on between well, them well someone people people being Jess yeah. have been specifically telling him that's what's going on. So or when you at see, least insinuating because she's never full on said this is what's going on. She's, she's pretty much dead. Well, I mean, and I don't understand what the hell she's trying to do besides just stirring the pot. Right? I do not understand what Jess is doing and why she is doing anything. She just seems like a one-dimensional villain in this in in this what does, last couple episodes. What does this accomplish? What what is her goal? Yeah. What? Why? Why does she care about any of this? My only suspicion is that she's jealous of Marissa. Yeah. So by b- trying to break up Marissa and Ryan, she wins. Okay, that actually seems like a valid thing. But they she... don't do anything to... To, to prove that? Yeah, like... It's like the... To think that it's kind of a stretch because you have nothing to base it off of. Well, there have been a lot of comments from Jess that is but basically Mar- rolling her eyes and be like, oh, Marissa, Marissa yeah, the But still, they don't really follow up on it. It just Yeah, maybe it's just like more subtle and they're not going to like bring it home. Yeah, but if you're going to be stirring the pot, at least give some motivation for the True. villain. Yeah. yeah, especially just like I vaguely hate Marissa is not a strong enough motivation. Yeah. Or even even just having no motivation, but at least make, make it clear. Yeah, if she's just like, if, Jess is a shitty person. If she's like chaotic she evil, her, and she yeah, just wants exactly. to just see the world burn, sure, that's, that's pretty fine. much what she is at, at this point. Yeah, that's fine, but at least, you know, show it. Just not like, hey, I'm going to pretend to flirt with Ryan in front of Marissa and then pretend that I want to pen- try to stick my hands like down, down his, his pocket and that's like also him- sexual assault right. and just like hey what like what were you just gonna give him a hand job in the front of like the fucking <laughs> I guess she was or whatever trying to make Marissa jealous or like make Marissa think that Ryan is cheating on her with Jess Ugh. just just trying yeah. to just wiggle on in there and just do crappy things yeah. to people just I think you're right just chaotic evil <laughs> it's just like throw it in there she's just a little tornado of drama 
and wants to fuck things up. Right, and it, she's not, not she's not needed to create more drama. Yeah, anyway, there's enough, enough on her own yeah. without her just, like, slinking around the side of the truck and being like, so, like... Right, because all she really adds to the, the drama is making Ryan believe more that there's something between Marissa and Trey. Yeah. And he would have came to some sort of conclusion Yeah, you easily eventually. could have just had him do that independently without this, like, weird malevolent Because he was already getting to that point because yeah. Marissa is unwilling to talk. Uh, she And then later on, uh, before when uh, they were about to go to uh, Seth's little party thing, mm-hmm. she, uh, when they were making out and everything, she was acting really weird. And like, pushing him away. Pushing him away. And then, though, that scene, it was... I liked the scene in the sense that they, you know, what they were trying to get across. Yeah, I think it was, it was very so well done. so creepy. Yes. At the same it was time. hard to watch. It was, it was worse, and I, it seems like, at least to me, it felt like it was worse than the initial rape scene. Just in terms of difficulty to watch? Yeah, because it, it looked like they were kind of like, it was more rapey. I don't know. Yeah, I think I may have understand. I think it's just that they did such a good job of getting that uncomfortable feeling across yeah that it felt worse and yeah i agree because with the rape scene it was very clear what was going on yeah, and, and then, they were just like and then here it's like going back and forth between trey and ryan yeah and it's from, just like, like oh no like, and, blah, blah, blah. and she's basically having like flashbacks to, yeah to the assault so yeah that i think they did a good job of kind of like how your mind reacts to that kind of thing like when you're trying to get back into a sexual uh relationship um, but you've had this kind of trauma in the past that your mind is just like flickering back to yeah. that. So kudos on that scene. Um, now I got the impression that Ryan was actually like sensing something was wrong with Marissa and like trying to pull back and be like, Hey, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then kept going. And then like, she wasn't fine. Um, I feel you've made a I, comment that you had a different impression. Yeah. So to me, it seemed like, I don't know. It it was more so to me that Ryan wasn't reading the situation as well. Like yeah. it seemed like, hey, Marissa is like kind of like acting a little weird, and then Ryan instead of, oh, you're acting a little weird. So instead of like you know making out, let me just like kiss your neck. Yeah, he like just kept going. Yeah, it's just like let me switch it up. Okay, maybe like he, I guess he interpreted more. Okay, you don't like that, so yeah. let me try doing this. Which I mean, considering he doesn't know what the hell happened. I, yeah. Like, you, you can't, can't blame him too I'm not. Much. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I, if I were in that situation, not knowing what, like, what my girlfriend has been through or whatever, but, like, if she's acting a little off, mm-hmm. you know, just st- take well, a step okay. back and just be like, hey, is everything, is everything okay? Like, am I doing something wrong? Is it me? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just, just you know, a bit more vocal Com- about it. Communication is key. Yeah. That's always. And again, but, I mean, this, like, in this situation, it's... It's key, yeah, but it's never easy to communicate. No, so the blame isn't it There's, isn't put yeah. on Marissa. Yeah, like, I and would, then like it's just a tint of blame for Ryan, I suppose. I, I, it's not even blame; it's just more so like just consulting him, just like, hey, but man, just like best practices. Yeah, best practices more than blame. Yeah, it's a recommendation. And so she ends up running off uh, back In to tears. her house. Yeah, poor girl. And so Ryan eventually goes up to, back to her house and see you know what's going on. Ch- He's going to try and talk to her and see, you know, get to the bottom of the issue. But before Ryan gets there, 
Uh, there's not none of the Atwood that just makes the way into the oh fucking house. Oh my god, he just like, appears. I was thinking she was having a dream at first, or like a flashback. Yeah. It's like, who just walks into someone's, not only their house, but their bedroom, and like sees them crying on their bed, or like laying in their bed, and just like, hmm, a couple days ago I, I sexually assaulted this woman, and now I'm just going to appear unannounced in her house and like scare the shit out of her. Right, it's like. A- how thick do you have to be especially if he is genuinely trying to apologize and not like threaten her again right which he ended up threatening her again basically she's like you better not tell Ryan about this yeah anyway go fuck yourself yeah and so what what I so obviously Trey is a shitty person apparently yeah so like I had hopes for him but yeah, because even like in like well in the middle of all that, not only did he just wander his way into Marissa's house and bedroom, like he was having like bits of rage, where he was just like on the cusp of screaming at her. Yeah, hmm. and just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just, just past. He's not redeemable anymore no. at that point, from my perspective. Like, I basically just I hope he goes back to jail. Or just gets out of uh, Newport. It's gone. I mean, we just never we don't see want, him we again. We don't want him anymore. He's exiled. But also, maybe gets, like, training so he doesn't sexually assault more people. Yeah, but that's not going to happen in jail, unfortunately. No. I mean, we lived in, like, I don't know. Sweden? Yeah. Or Switzerland or... No, not Switzerland. I think, I think it's Sweden that does, like, a lot of... Um, reformative... Basically, most of... Most civilized places? Yeah. There you go, yeah. Making people citizens instead of, like, lifelong, um, you know, scarlet letters, essentially. Yeah. Cool. And so, Trey eventually leaves, and right as Trey's leaving, Ryan's coming in, and he kind of, like, he sees Trey making his way down there and everything, but yeah. Trey doesn't see, see Ryan, mm-hmm. and then that just leads Ryan to believe, oh, shit, it doesn't look good, and I could see what he was thinking right on his face that they were having a, an affair. It still is a, a bit of a leap. Oh yeah, from that point. It, but it's it's not an inconceivable leap either. It's not. It's, yeah, of all the leaps that they've made in this show and all the assumptions, like that one is, you're starting to get suspicious because you know that something's up, and you certainly don't expect you know non consensual stuff. Yeah, it's just not even on Ryan's radar. Um, and then no one's talking it's to him. It's not on anyone's radar, because later on when Seth busts into the, the pool house and tries to talk to Ryan about his problems at 5.30 in the morning, uh, Seth even said, like, hey, like, that's that's the worst. Uh, yeah, the worst. He said possible. that the, the worst, that Ryan was jumping to the worst possible conclusion for yeah. what was happening. Which... It's it wasn't. Not. It's not. It's worse than what you think it is. It's yeah. worse than it's worse than the worst that yeah. you're thinking. And so Ryan ends up like in the second episode that we watched. Uh, Ryan ends up trying to talk to her, and just like, "Hey, look. So I saw Trey leaving your house. What's going on?" And, you know, Marissa didn't take that well. No, well, she's being put in a position where she has to defend herself. Right. And it's bringing up several Bad, very uncomfortable yeah. memories of not only the assault itself, but also Trey, like, appearing in her bedroom. Yeah. Just everything bad with that. 
And so, I mean, he starts to get a bit more suspicious. Because, uh, but after... she's ta- being super evasive. Yeah. Or it feels like she is. And then, um, even uh, Seth later on just tells him, hey, look, just believe her. Yeah. Just... Great advice. Yeah. Just... Because as much as Marissa has made bad decisions in the past, she's never cheated on Ryan. No, or never, anyone. Or anyone. Yeah. So she's been always been a straight she's, arrow with that. Yeah, she's as faithful as you can get. Yeah, so... Besides... No. I, is she the most faithful character in the whole series? Oh, God, she probably is. Okay, let's go through this. Because this is like everyone else has love triangles. Yeah, like let's, so let's go through this. Yeah. So, Seth, no. No, Seth sucks. Uh, Summer, she just made out just with... Right, right in the middle Zach, of... With Zach. Yep. Even though they were on break, but... Yeah, and she's flipping back and forth between yeah. Summer and... Or between Zach and uh, Seth. Yeah. Uh, Brian, there were situations between him and Teresa. Yes. Where it was a gray area. That was gray. It was very gray. Like, very, very gray. Uh, Sandy, he had a peck up with, uh, that Rebecca. Trip. Rebecca. Uh, Kirsten. Oh my god, yeah. don't get me started on Kirsten. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about Kirsten. We will be started on her later, but not now. Uh, Julie, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nothing. Um. Caleb? Yeah. What's Caleb been doing? He seems like he's probably been unfaithful. Yeah, probably. We're just going to assume he's unfaithful. He He's earned it, so. Yeah, and he's dead anyway. He can't defend himself. Yeah. Well, spoilers. spoilers. Oh, we'll get shoot. to that. We'll Wait. get to that. Wait, is it spoilers? Because we told people to watch both yeah. episodes. Yeah, but, I mean, we're trying to go in chronological air. Okay. They we're should not be yeah. watching the show while listening to the podcast simultaneously. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Let's see other, the kind of main characters. Um... Yeah. Luke? Going way back. Yes. Well, I mean, he cheated on Marissa. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so he's out there. Yeah. So, yeah, basically all the main characters. Mm, yeah. Mini Coop. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she cheated on China by getting another pony that we don't no! know of. Probably. It's... How are you going to ride around a hairless pony? Can you imagine that? A little girl on a, po- on a there's, pony? There's very few sadder images than, like, a nine-year-old girl who's in love with her pony and just decides to ride her hairless pony <laughs> in the plane. Gross. Okay. So, yeah, so... Uh, as, as far as main characters go, Marissa is the most faithful. Yeah, she is. Who would have thought? And we give her the most shit. <laughs> so mad at Marissa for wow. being such a dumbass, and she's the only one who doesn't, like, run around kissing other people. Yeah, when she's not supposed to. Yep. Yeah. Good for you, Marissa. Well, good job, Marissa. <laughs> for her, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> she might actually be Yeah, MVP. at the end of the... Just just MVP for, like, the general hasn't cheated on anybody yeah. scale. And so... Ryan tries to talk to Trey. Trey's being, Trey's being evasive. Mm. Like, even... Um, Ryan even tries to have to find him at work. Yeah. And then... Trey pulls off the whole, hey, man, I'm at work. I don't want to Yeah, shoes snacking. him away. Be like, yeah, because you can't, like, move boxes and talk to someone at the same time. Yeah. But whatever. Well, I mean, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so. so if it were a legitimate excuse, then it would be a legitimate yeah. excuse. But it wasn't a legitimate no, excuse. Exactly, so you yeah. didn't give him shit for it. Right, right. No, no. He deserves all the shit. I'm just saying he's like, 
Yeah, it's if a, you it's are a reasonable or, excuse, yeah, but it's it like you're still trying to get out of yeah. what needs to be done. And then we have Jess again trying to stir the pot and just stirring it and just stirring running it, running around like sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Go away, Jess. Go do your homework. Don't you? Don't you have things to do? Just go do coke. Just go do coke. Just, don't go do coke. Go get your life on track. Go to rehab, Jess. No, just go do coke. Oh, uh, she's she's un- unredeemable. Oh no, she's girl's like seventeen. <laughs> She's the most like chaotic, evil person in the show. Like her and Caleb, and then at least we have a bit more. Is Caleb chaotic? He's well, probably not. He's like lawful evil, I guess. Yeah, lawful evil. Agreed. All right. So, all right. So she's the only chaotic, evil character in the show. So yeah. No, she's unredeemable. Just get out of here, Jess. We don't. We don't need you. We don't want you. Yeah. And so Ryan is still just, like, in this, like, weird headspace and everything, but she ends up later on, like, at school where she tries to hit on Ryan again, gives uh, Ryan a clue of where Trey is, so Trey apparently went back to Chino. Yeah, unannounced. Yeah, sure. So he finds him at his local regular bar at Chino. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey straight up just lies to him, and it's like, so we both had a lot of drink, Marissa, you know couldn't handle it yeah like your girl can drink but you can't hold her liquor and so things got out of hand and she came on to me dude yep and then he swore on his mother he swore on his mother that he wasn't lying well to be fair it doesn't seem like they both have a great relationship with their mom so fair enough that doesn't seem like it's that but still like trey like looked ryan directly in the eye and said i wouldn't lie to you about this yeah and he's a pretty good liar. At the time, I was just like, you're right. Marissa did come on to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but he just... Uh, what a like awful, if, soulless, shitty thing to be able to do. Right. Look your own brother in the eyes like that. Who has, like, you know, put everything on the line for you. Yeah. He's gone out of his way and then some to... You had a good thing going. And I guess, like... At the point where the sexual assault, where, where he, um, what do you do? Like, did the sexual assault where he pursued? Yeah. Like, where he assaulted. Where yeah. He as, where he assaulted Marissa. Like, that was the point of no return. Because after that point, he can be, like, honest to Ryan. And, like, he's still just, you know. He's still. Out. Like, yeah. the irredeemable at that point right and like ryan would never forgive him so in that sense he doesn't really have an incentive to to tell the truth except for like just being a decent person right but if he were a decent person he he probably wouldn't be wouldn't be in that situation trying to rape people in the first place so i mean i'm sorry i'm not sorry for making all the uh rapists out there feel kind of guilty you should if you're a rapist you're listening to this podcast please don't yeah, we're uh, we're really just, ripping on rapists this stop. episode. Just stop listening to our podcast forever, and I never ever want to see your support at all. Please. Yeah. You know, really, we're really putting our necks out here, taking a hard stance <laughs> against rape. <laughs> right. Yeah. God forbid anyone do that. Yeah. And so, out of nowhere, because why the fuck not, Teresa? Yes, I kind of <laughs> liked that scene. It was a good scene, but yeah. I just. I'm done like, with I'm done with her. Really? I'm so done you with her. You never want to see her again? I don't. I don't, mm, I I don't know. know. It's been long enough where it's just like, oh, Teresa, like, how's she doing? She looks like she's uh-huh. doing fi- grocery shopping. That means she has enough money to buy food. That's good. Yeah. 
I just don't give a shit about her. I'm sorry. No, I really don't. I, I don't want to like have daily updates from Teresa, but I, I, I kind of liked seeing her. It, no, it was it was it worked. Yeah, it worked. But and then I hated the thing that really got me back on anti Teresa was that scene at the end where she's trying to evade Ryan from coming <laughs> in, and then she goes in the her mom's there with the baby and her mom's like oh look at the baby it's like he looks more like his dad every day yeah and purposely not showing his face yeah we're just like, like no, let, me the baby. let me see the baby no i don't give not, a shit because you not cast the baby that looked like ryan i don't know i just or don't give a shit like ryan I, i'm done i don't give a shit about who the baby daddy is i care a little bit i'm i just nah, i'm done i went through that way too much it's true. Yeah, they jerked us around for a long time, and now they're just like, oh, we're back. Yeah, no. Whatever. I'm not too invested, but I don't mind. I don't mind seeing it. I just don't care. I just, I'm so done. That's valid. That. That's fine. And so, but Teresa does, it is a good scene, because he, he does, she does give Ryan some yeah, great advice. She does, exactly. Like, when she first appeared, I was just like, oh, no, I thought it was going to be one of those things where, like... Ryan just runs away to I, Teresa again. I don't know. that. I just thought there was just going to be more drama, and that yeah. she was going to add drama, when, in fact, she helped put a level head on Ryan. Yeah. And gave excellent advice. Believe Marissa. Like, think about who you're talking to, even though it's your brother. Like, you know your brother. He's a shitty person. And he sucks. Your brother sucks. You have to admit it. And just reduce the amount of overall drama in the OC. Actually, she's a pretty good candidate for L- or MVP. MVP. Oh, yeah. I-, I would say so. For that one quick little scene. Yeah. And, like, this all goes back to, like, what I was talking about, like, a couple episodes ago, where I don't really blame people for, like, discarding their family for, like, the family they pick. Yeah. Because, again, here you have that situation where, like, your own flesh and blood is a shitty person. Yeah. Cast him aside underneath him. Like, your real brother is Seth. Aww. Like, that's, like, like it may not be, like, your blood, but that's that's your brother right there. It He is now. Yeah. And I I think Ryan had been trying to do that to some extent in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And, and then he had come around to accepting that he was going to have a relationship with his brother and now it's all gone to hell. Yeah. Or is about to, as soon as he finds out. Man, that's going to be... That's going to be a doozy. Yeah. That's why they're probably saving, saving it for the, the finale. Next, next, ep- next episode is the finale? Yeah. Wow. Let's let's get this party going, because I, I really want to watch the finale. <laughs> oh, we're not going to be able to tonight. It's it's uh, 9 o'clock where we're recording and my bedtime is like 9.30 so yeah so we chop chop right we gotta wrap it up <laughs> yeah so that's the only thing we're gonna talk so about so we have to wait to watch the finale tomorrow so yeah we watched two episodes worth and we're just gonna talk about one storyline that's yes. it no no what what else what do we uh, what do we do now okay so next storyline uh, Seth and Zach and Summer um as you said that's probably like the, the least complicated maybe oh um, yeah that that one's very like romantic comedy kind of like jokey yeah one the other ones are like rape and murder literally rape and murder and and alcoholism and then this one's just like like the michael jackson like the no the girl is mine like kind of thing (laughs) yeah um so they mm, have an excellent career opportunity and they're like the love of my life or a really cool beginning of a career. Well, and that's... I mean, before that, let's start with oh, what okay. happened in the first episode yes. where uh, they both try to apologize to Summer. Um, at first, Summer's just not having it. Yeah. She's just like, okay. I don't want either of you. I'm done with both of you. And 
As far as Fair I'm concerned, idea. Summer is right. And she should just be like, to hell with both of you and take some brand new man to prom. Yeah. Like, find find a cute boy, take him to prom. That's all you need to do. You are Summer right. Roberts. You are not limited to these two jerk-offs. Right. You go find any other boy in the school. Again, you're jumping a little ahead, though. Sorry, sorry. Because we're, we're not even to prom. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not even to prom. We have to talk about the rivalry that starts between these guys. Okay. So, it... So we find out, like, Zach's two colors, if you will, where he has a little scene with uh, Seth. Oh, my God. I'm a water polo player. I am evil. Uh, 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 uh. That was kind of funny. Yeah, and it wasn't... uh, Still, for the rest of the two episodes, he didn't even come off as, like, a villain because he's still so fucking goofy. He's still a nice guy. He's still fucking Zach. I was genuinely wondering if he was going to, like, turn right then. Like, he turned for that one scene, and it was just like, oh, no, Zach's evil for the rest of the show. And it was just more, like you said, just, like, comedic stuff. Yeah. And because it's a comic book. Yeah. Graphic novel. They're ba- graphic whatever. Novel. Whatever. They're basically comic book characters <laughs> in a graphic novel. And so, um, we get this thing where... Uh, Zach tries to pull off the thing to try and win Summer over. He's quitting the the comic book or graphic novel. Yeah. And then it works on Summer for a little bit. She's like, oh, you would do this I for mean, me, that's kind all, of? That's, that's all, all she's she asking wanted. for. Yeah. It's all she wanted. And again, I don't agree with that one. But sure. But but it, it is... It's whatever floats your boat, Summer. Very, uh, you know, impressive if you're Summer and, like, this guy got a glimmer that you might be interested in him, like a glimmer that she might want to start start up the relationship again, and you and then you immediately drop your other hobby yeah. that she doesn't like, and you're just like, I'm all in, and that's a big contrast to Seth, who is still trying to balance the two, yeah. which I still think is completely reasonable to balance the oh, two. Oh, yeah, if you can, go for it. Yeah. And so Seth, I get he comes up with a plan to try and derail Zach. Yes, which was perfect. It worked. Yeah. yeah. It was just that one part. It did it wasn't like super complicated. Just show up at where they are so they have to spy on them. Well so before that, that before they spy. Oh, man, before they spy. I, am, I am all over I know. the place. You, I, you you lead. You lead us through the darkness. So they have a the three of them have a meeting with um forget her name. Reed. Reed. There yes. we go. So. I did it. I'm proud of myself. I always forget names, yeah. but I got it. Okay. I'm proud of you. Yay, thanks. <laughs> MVP for Michelle. Yes. So uh, they have the meeting with Reed, and Zach is tr- trying to, like, hey, uh, I'm bowing out. Like, I can't do this. I have my own reasons. Oh, yeah. And then Reed's like, no, you can't. You signed a contract. <laughs> yeah, Reed got real vicious right yeah. then. That was great. I like that scene. And then apparently, like, uh, Seth, like, pulled off something where he said he was going to pull out because... Yeah. Zach was going to so pull he out somehow, and so like, leveraged it. Yeah. So, hey, like, so do something in this contract that if, that neither of us can pull out. Yeah. Kinda. That they're tied. Yeah. Although, I, I feel like the contract would have had to be signed ahead of time. Or maybe it was, or... Because there wasn't anything that Zach signed in between. It, it wasn't clear. Yeah. It really wasn't clear. And so... Zach, you know, he's like, er, you got me there, Cohen. Like, how dare you, Cohen? Yeah. Like, now I'm trapped, and you made this happen, so he's mad. Yeah, and then later on is when they have the scene where, Z- uh, I mean, Seth uh, hires the uh, comic book club to spy on Zach and Summer, and they're um, at the diner eating, and then Seth makes his way over, and right, 
you know, times it perfectly right as they're leaving. It's like, oh, hey, guys, I didn't know you were here. What a coincidence. Yeah, I'm just here to get some food. And it's like, hey, by the way, uh, Zach, uh, we should uh, show up a little earlier for that uh, party we got tonight mm-hmm. for our launch party. And then Summer's like, what are you talking about? He quit the comic book. You were there, remember? Yeah. Stupid Cohen. It's like, oh, he didn't tell you um, about oh, that. Oh, no, I so, put my foot in my, my mouth. Shucks. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's not my business, though, so I'm going to go get some food. Don't mind me. Yeah. Can you go over here and watch the drama unfold? Yeah, and drama does unfold. Right before his eyes through the window, very well done. I loved that it, scene. It was great. Of Summer just, like, smacking um, Zach. Zach right upside the head. Yeah. It was great. And then eventually we have their launch party. Where, you know, they're they're not necessarily getting along, but well enough for this party. Um, at the sure. At the point at, at, before all Even hell the, breaks loose. You know, when they were fighting over the water bottle. They're bickering, but it's it's like you know nothing. Very unprofessional, bo- but yeah, nothing's not, boiling over yet. Well, I guess anything short of like knocking over displays and wrestling in front yeah. of everybody. Oh, and before that, so Summer eventually... Summer she, has her own encounter with Reed. Yeah, so she comes to the conclusion, this is all Reed's fault, so let me talk to Reed and like, fight her. Yeah, I didn't also see like, what is Summer gonna do to just this grown ass woman? Just fight like, her. You don't have any leverage over her. It's not like it's high school and you're like, I'm gonna spread rumors about you, or I don't know how Summer, like, gets back at people. Just fight them. But she, like, yeah, I guess so, but she just comes up to Reed and is just like... Well, she's been taking boxing, so... That's true. So she could probably beat up Reed, although Reed looks like she is athletic. I feel like Reed could... could... I feel like she's low-key athletic. Yeah. Like, she probably does, like, kickboxing, like, as a hobby or something kind of thing. So, I don't know. Summer, Reed, showdown. I actually put my money on Reed. If they if it came to a fight, I don't know. I I, I feel Reed would be like would follow more of the rules like yeah, and, and then, then Summer, Summer would, would fight more, dirty. Yeah, Summer would be scrappy. It also depends what they're fighting about. So if it were like a a kind of organized fight and it went by the rules, Reed would win. Oh yeah, if it's if just it's, a free for all. Yeah, if they're fighting because Summer is upset about the whole comic book situation, Reed is not going to put her body on the line. For this, and she will defuse the situation and like leave. But I would like to uh, imagine a situation where just Summer just decides to actually fight her and just like fuck this. She just like she just goes just, like, full Ryan and just punches Reed in the face. Yeah, and then just like fuck it, I'm just gonna like you know knock her out a couple times. And, and then, then Summer gets arrested. And then just like tries to put her in a chokehold or just just full WrestleMania. Yeah, which is oh no, this would be more like UFC. Oh, God. Yeah. The terrifying the blood. But so, Reed, being the adult that she is, finds a way to manipulate Summer. Yeah. And just like, hey, like, you're going to be the star of this comic book. Like, you're the face of it. She's not wrong. Yeah. So it's definitely manipulative because she's, it's, you know, getting what she wants. Yeah. But she's not making stuff up. No. You can be malip- manipulative and still be honest. That's well, my best. That's maybe my not fa- honest, but truthful. Yeah. One that's my favorite type of manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that kind of, like, does uh, defuse the situation between her and Summer. Mm -hmm. She's like, I know what you're up to, but I'm okay with it. And so, once uh, they're out at the party, Summer eventually comes out in her uh, Little Miss Vixen costume. And you can just see, like, the cartoon hearts go out of, like, the guy's eyes. Just like... (laughs) 
And like the tongue like roll yeah. out down to the floor. Yeah. And so all hell breaks loose basically after that when Seth tries to talk to Summer and then Zach's like, what are you doing? And it's just like they all fight. Yeah. And eventually Summer just has, she's fed up. She's like, Uses her whip. Yeah. Whip-tsh. It's like, I'm done. And then they both try to pull off a Seth where it's like, you have to choose Summer. Yeah. And then that's an obvious flashback to when Summer was going after Seth. And for Seth to choose. Yeah. Like, you have to choose between one of us. It's Anna and Summer. Wait, is this cutesy and smart because they're making all these references back to the first season? Or is this lazy because they're using the exact same storyline again? Um, I think it's... I would say cutesy because it works. Yeah. Because if it didn't work, it would be lazy. True. Yeah. Because well, there's enough There's enough of a rewrite where you can tell they, they're putting the effort to, to make it work again. That is true. Okay, because when I was watching it, I was all cutesy. It's only when I repeated it now when I was just, just like, wait a minute, I've wait seen a this minute. before. Yeah, what, that's not you. Un- that's not unique. Who are these writers? Are they getting paid <laughs> half amount for? Hmm. Okay. Like I mean, part of it I think it is a little laziness, but it works, so I'm okay with it. That's fine. And so once we get to the second episode, Summer's just like, look prom is coming up i want to go mm-hmm. you guys are going to choose Which i don't I care how a very smart way to do don't it don't care how you do it don't want to know how you do it just i'll be in my dress at this time in front of my house be there yep if she had to choose one that's the way to do it thing is she didn't have to choose one she could have chosen anyone else in the entire school prom queen can just just anyone just anyone. but the problem is she still kind of likes both of them yeah, I just want Summer to cut her ties and be like, fuck both of you, I'm out, bye, right. I'm done, clean cut. Of course, that's not going to happen because they're, like, destined to be together or whatever, but yeah. love is a lie. <laughs> Except in the OC. Yeah. In the OC, everybody's all falling in love all over the place all the time. Yeah, and so... Uh, eventually they, they are about to decide, hey, we, you know, we're just going to flip a coin. But ends up that there's going to be another meeting uh, for the comic book, this time with the one and only George Lucas. George the Lucas! George Lucas. The George Lucas! Who made an appearance. Yeah, that was actually him. Yeah, I had to him. I had to double check just to make sure that it wasn't just, like, some guy that just <laughs> Like looks, the George Lucas lookalike? Yeah. That'd be pretty lame. No, like, I had to double check. It was like, no, it was the George Lucas mm-hmm. in the OC. That's an impressive cameo. Yeah, because, I mean... And, he had a, and not just a small cameo. Like, he had quite a few lines. Yeah, and basically helped uh, the plot go... Yeah, he was a, a part of the plot. He, he gave Seth advice. Yeah, so what ended up happening is uh, they flip a coin right at the very end so neither of them can, like, turn back and they have to, like, st- stick by the guns. Ends up that Zack won the right... I guess that'd be the, the way to say it. Sure. He won the right to go to prom with Summer while Seth won the right to go have the meeting with George Lucas, which mm-hmm. they both wanted to do both, but you can't. Yeah. So choices inside of choices. And so while they're both at their respective meetings and dances and stuff, they figure out this is not what they really want to do. Yeah. So because so, uh, Seth is talking to George Lucas he's like hey man so did you go to prom and George Lucas is like no I didn't go to prom I was busy you know drawing Ewoks and Jar Jar Binks and shit like that 
but I regret not going to prom because prom's an important part of the high school experience and blah 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 and then Seth is just like damn I need to go to prom yeah like I'm missing out my high school experience I'm missing out with my girl it's like hey if George Lucas the creative Star Wars regrets not going to prom yeah actually uh, I can I guess a way that I sometimes choose things like when I'm really uncertain about about things then I'll flip a coin and then evaluate my gut feeling once that decision has been made by the coin, I guess. It sounds stupid, yeah. but it No, I get works. it. I mean, I usually just go by my instincts, my first choice, and then just roll with it. I guess it's a way to kind of, like, draw out the instincts. Mm-hmm. Like with them, um, like when Summer couldn't choose between Zach and Seth and, like, you know, didn't I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, it was more that she just didn't care to choose because she was fed up. She had her own reasons not to choose. Yeah, but then when she was, like, built up, like, oh, which one's gonna, it going to be? And then you can feel, like, the excitement or the disappointment. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but on a smaller scale and self-induced with a coin. Yeah. And so they both end up switching places. Summer and Seth are at prom. Zach ends up going to the meeting with uh, George Lucas. They didn't really follow up on Zach and George Lucas. they followed up on Summer and Seth, of course, though. They had the little dance to uh, Coldplay. It's great. (laughs) I, uh... The scene where, where Seth was up on stage and you're oh. like, Seth Cohen is a tool. <laughs> Surprised like... But he's a tool. <laughs> Surprised he even knew his name. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's. I wonder what the status is of these kids like in high school. You know, like how many other people are like talking like, have you heard about like what's going on with like those four kids? They're it's... always getting into shit. Like what's up with that? And you know, cause all yeah. people were talking a lot about Marissa. And so she's kind of well known. And well, she's, she's the dating. popular girl that like runs everything. Yeah. And then, I mean, Summer won prom queen she, yeah, and she's, she's a... dating Seth. So they probably know him of by Seth. association. Yeah. yeah. Just by association. If there's like this dramatic on again, off again, like it might kind of be the talk of the school. Yeah. It would be interesting to have, almost a spin-off episode where the main drama is happening in the background. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And so it, like, follows some, like, normal fucking high schoolers for a day as they, like, go to class and do their homework, and in the background there's, like, just chaos happening, <laughs> and they, like, watch as, like, the main characters, like, run across the quad in some dramatic love um gesture yeah. before someone like leaves forever or like confrontations in the background that'd be great i would, I would appreciate an episode I would like love that. that yeah mm-hmm. like i know we talk about community all we the fucking do talk, time and i was just thinking about the one with abed and it, all the stuff is going on in the background yeah yes i was thinking of that too great minds think alike yep i hope our except the like the reverse of that that would have been like like for the OC, yeah. To do so. What do you mean the reverse of that? So the instead of like having like the episode with like Jeff and everyone and doing their thing, and then yeah. Abed's in the background saving lives. Yeah, and you know delivering babies and whatnot. It'd be for the OC. It it should be the opposite where like the background stuff ends up being like the the stuff in the forefront. Okay. And then all the main characters are in the background. So yeah. like, you have like all these side characters just like reacting to what is happening with like yeah exactly just like watching this unfold in front of them and like witnessing it yeah and interacting with it a little bit but not being involved they're not oblivious to it right yeah but like they're like the focus of that one episode yeah just like people reacting to it and shit that would i would yes i would love that i want that to happen and so (laughs) 
they have a great prom scene, which, by the way, um, I'm not going to lie, for something for the OC, for the Harbor School, that kind of looked like a cheesy little prom. Good point. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. That looked like uh, a normal high school prom. Like, even subnormal, I would say. <gasps> um, Wait, are you dissing Marissa? Because she did that. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Because, Marissa did a shitty job with prom. Because I'm, I don't, I don't know about you. But I think our prom was better. I I think I it was too. Yeah. Was this prom in the school too? It looked like it. It looked like it was in the fucking gym. Which, to be fair, like, is a really nice gym. Yeah. But like our school got like a hotel and like a ballroom. Yeah, fancy ass hotel. Yeah. And sure, like we had like a stupid, stupid cheesy like thing for our prom. But yeah, I don't even remember it. It was like something in Paris, like midnight in Paris or some something like that. Mm, whatever. Yeah, like I, I, prefer, I like the as stupid and cheesy as under the OC is. Tee hee hee. At least it's a proper theme. Yeah, instead of just like. Oh, is it like a night to remember? Is that the one you're thinking of? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it had to do something with, like, Paris or France. I don't... A, a night in France, a night in Paris, or something. I know, I know, I know it okay. had to do something with France. I don't remember it at all. And I wasn't even drinking back then. Yeah, you were completely sober. I was. But yeah, like, I'll just say, like, our prom was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then this one, it was just... It looked, it looked like a, a normal dance for that. Right, it looked like homecoming. Like, like hell, even, like... Th- the kids weren't nearly as like as spiffy, fancy. yeah. Because I, I was fucking, I killed it for prom. Oh, totally. Oh yeah. yeah. I had my little white suit, pink tie. That was a good look. Yeah. Even though we did not match. No, not at all. We didn't no, do any kind of no. coordination. We should have, like every other normal like no, prom couple does. True. Yeah, I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. Well, I didn't even buy my prom dress. I borrowed it from someone because you're lame yeah i'm really cheap this has been established I, no 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 i know you're cheap but you're still lame okay that too thank you i yeah i've never bought a prom dress i i went to prom twice and i borrowed a dress both times it worked out yeah, yeah. i mean i look good yeah not to say you didn't look you didn't look good you look fucking fantastic i'm just saying go me not as good as i did okay fair yeah. enough i'm not gonna argue in that and so that's how that storyline ended. Mm-hmm. It was all great and happy. Oh, yeah. And then the finale of the first episode, the final scene. Oh, with uh, Kirsten. Yeah. Almost forgot. There's so much shit going right. on. I almost forgot that. It oh, looked uh, like Kirsten fucking died. I didn't know you were going there. That's why I was confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to segue eventually to one of those storylines. Which one? I don't know. There's so much going on. Um, I, Since you're talking about Kirsten, let's go. Kirsten fucking died. <laughs> Kirsten is dead. And so, yeah. So in the first episode, Kirsten is still fucking mourning fucking uh, Carter. Carter. leaving. Event to, because she got a gift from Carter. Uh, it's a fucking necklace. I don't know. I Maybe I'm giving her too much credit because I was interpreting it that it wasn't that she was mourning Carter left. It's partly that, but more that she is feeling really self-destructive because she feels guilty about cheating on Sandy and just, like, real fucked up about, about the whole situation. It's definitely that, yeah. Okay, good. I Because they were saying, or you were saying, like, it was just morning carter leaving and i felt like that was a smaller part than just her right, regretting being a shitty it's person all, it's, it's all the above though because if she wasn't mourning carter she wouldn't have called him in the first place uh, yeah and left the stupid voicemail where like oh i got your gift like it was nice but 
Don't call I, me. I, I shouldn't have done this. Like, don't call me. Don't call me back. Goodbye. Yeah. Up. So it, it's a little bit of both, I think. Yeah. So also, a hint out there. Learn how to cancel a message before you send it. Your voicemail is not... Like a, a one-way street, you can you can stop it, you can delete it, or just don't do it in the first place. Or just, don't do it. Just, first, don't. just maybe think about just what you're gonna say first. Yeah, just don't fucking drink and leave voicemails. That's and don't. That's cheat. generally a bad idea. And don't cheat on Sandy Cohen. Right. Yeah. Because like in the first episode, like they really went full all out with like alcoholism. Yeah. So they're like in the first scene, you have Kirsten making a uh, Bloody Mary, which. It was the bloody. Yeah. Or I guess no, the Mary. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like 90% vodka, like 9% air. And then just like colored it with tomato it's juice. It's like she got like a, a little, uh, what's a, what's the little things? Uh, uh, like a syringe? Not a syringe. Uh, I was, uh, Shot glass? No, no. Those are like little, like things like you, that you suck up liquid with, like you use in like lab. Oh, like capillary action tubes those yeah whatever i don't i forget what they're called i i don't know like where they where it uses capillary action to suck something up yeah so like you have the little thing you pull it up like it's like a you suction it up or something like yeah the rubber part and you have like little two part and then like no but it's not a syringe no 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 because a syringe is like a needle yeah but i think a syringe is it works like that pulls it works like that yeah i I don't think a syringe has to be a needle i always associate a syringe with a needle i I think that's an appropriate association i just don't think you you have to have a needle on a syringe let me look it up we live in the age of technology no we don't no we live what we don't what do you mean we don't well compared to the future so before we get way off track, so yeah, that was not a bloody mary. Oh, the that, plastic ones are not expensive. Okay, that sorry. was just like just the mary. Yeah, it was like all vodka and just a splash of like camouflage. To, yeah, <laughs> tomato juice just to to make it look like it wasn't straight up vodka. And then so she starts drinking it, and her dumbass is like, "Oh, I'm just gonna leave this like half full drink in the sink without dumping it." Yeah, which who does that? Even. <sighs> Even who, if you're not trying to hide it. Who does that? Who just puts their half-drunken drink, drink? First of all, finish your drink, Yeah, woman. Well, maybe don't. I shouldn't <laughs> encourage her to do that. But just, you just place it in the sink? Yeah. Who does that? Who does that? Like, if I'm drinking juice... Wait, I would never do that, though. I am too much of a, like, a cheap stickler. I would never, like, pour money down the drain. Literally. Yeah, the only, like, drinks that I don't finish and will put in the sink are filled with water. And even then... I pour the water down the sink. Yeah. And then, you know, put the cup in the dishwasher like a civilized human. Right. What and, are you doing, Kirsten? And and so Sandy, like, picks up the, the drink. He sniffs and is just like, God damn it. Yeah. This woman. He knew. Yeah. And then she had another situation again where she's passed out on the couch watching TV or whatever. Like, full thing, a cup of vodka that she was drinking. And she, like, Sandy finds her just half dead, essentially, and carries her to the bedroom. Then they, next morning, you know, he's trying to be the good husband, has breakfast in bed, you know, trying to help yeah, her out. Yeah, he's doing all the right things. He's being supportive and helpful and loving. And then, you know, he tries to ease into the conversation about, hey, um, you, need, you should probably watch out with the drinking. Yeah. And, and she, of course... <laughs> can't take it right she gets all uppity very upset with it i think it actually 
didn't help from her perspective that he brought her the breakfast because she is probably feeling a lot of guilt about this. That's, I think, where a lot of this is coming from. Yeah. And so seeing Sandy be perfect, you know, she can't blame him, although later she would. Right. And, yeah, like, later they have, like, the, the fight where... Uh, Sandy basically straight up just asks, hey, like, has did anything happen between you and Carter? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, is, is there something I should know about? And then she gets very defensive. It's like, to, what about Rachel? Yeah. Just bring that up. And they should uh, have... Re- Rebecca. Damn it. I am so bad at names. Well, I mean, there was a Rachel, if you remember, like, the the lawyer friend that she ha- that Sandy had back in season one. Oh, right. That Rachel. What's with him and our names? He just has a thing for women with R names. And he'll never be satisfied with that K. Yeah. It's so close to being an R. Riston. <laughs> but it's not. Nope. And so she just goes all out, just like blaming him and just... Like... Uh, and sure, okay, she doesn't know, uh, presumably, that he did, you know, kiss uh, Rebecca on the lips, which is something he should talk about. He, yeah. You really should. But he's not the one in self-destructive behavior. Yeah, he's, like, not spinning out of control. It The way that they're acting with their, like, bumpy marriage this year, it makes it surprising that they've made it this long, you know? Like, right. Like, I thought Kirsten and Sandy were supposed to be the rock, like, the ideal relationship. And they've even said, like, oh, you know, it's not always easy. But it seems like this it, one, they are just completely falling apart yeah. like they aren't even trying almost like there's well sandy is but it just seems like they're just completely spinning out of control and they don't have any of the tools and skills to it, yeah bring it back together like go get a marriage counselor you're filthy rich you can spend the money if you realize that something was wrong kirsten if you're upset and if you have not uh, felt like Sandy has sufficiently apologized or been able to move on from the whole Rebecca situation, then go to therapy or yeah. communicate. And that's hard, but that's what a relationship takes. Like, Julie should not be the one trying to go to marriage counseling for her marriage. Honestly. Before Kirsten and Sandy. But, nevertheless, Kirsten runs off Goes to her local bar. Mm-hmm. Just drinks all her problems away. Sandy can't find her. And so, eventually, you have that scene where she's in the bar. She orders another drink. Takes off the necklace. And it's like she finally realized, I have a good thing for me yeah. here. I should just leave. I need to pull myself together. Yeah. Go back to Sandy. And so, for whatever fucking reason, this woman decides to get a, get in her car. Because she's drunk. Right while she's drunk, very drunk, very inebriated, and she, she gets a call from Sandy. Um, no, she calls Sandy. She calls she Sandy. Calls Sandy yeah. And he's just like, I'm on my way home. I'm sorry, this and that. Yeah. So she's got a lot of things going on. One, she's drunk. That's bad enough. Yeah. Two, making a phone call. That's actually bad enough on its own, too. Right. And three, very emotionally distraught. And if you're really upset, that's a reason to not drive. Yeah. If you are crying and, like, you know processing something then pull over yeah so and then all three at once is like you could see what was coming a mile away yeah but the truck couldn't and so that i did like how they filmed that scene as well where like she runs a red light and then they show like she narrowly misses the car yeah and you're like oh she's safe it's good yeah and then like nope just kidding 
gets like ran over by a fucking eighteen wheeler. Yeah, and it was pretty intense and too. Episode, that was quite a scene. Oh yeah, like the fucking her car rolled over like a few times. Money. Yeah, and so that's how the episode ends. And I was just like, I was full on just like Kristen's dead. She dead. She's she's dead. She's gone. Bye. And and I was mad at her too. I was just like, good. <laughs> stop cheating on Sandy. He's like, that's what you get for cheating on Sandy. It's what you deserve, Kirsten. But she did not die. No. In fact, I was a little disappointed. Physically, <laughs> will you stop it? Sorry. So physically, she looked fairly good for a person yeah. that had just gotten out of an accident. Yeah, on the surface, for sure. Like, you know, she had a scratch on her face. But, and then, like, her fingers are sprained? What's up with that? Yeah, but, like, Marissa's, like, bruises from her sexual assault yeah, those looked look a gruesome. lot worse. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like I'm equating, you know, drunking, dr- getting in a drunk accident and, like, rape. But... A truck should be should in theory leave bigger be marks. More, much more bruising. Yeah, than, it, it would like, make more sense. A person that she would be much more bruised, like all over. I think Especially, it might be implied that since she's like in bed wearing a robe and kind of recovering. That but even when like, she was in the hospital bed, like she yeah. seemed like kind of? yeah, like I if she made she made it out with just a concussion. Yeah, sure. You know, stranger things have happened. That's true. You know, cars are weird. And but, I, again, I would just assume, just, you know, look worse, woman. Yeah, they, they could have done a better job with the makeup department. Yeah, just... Or, like, you know, whoever decided. Honestly, like, because that looked like a bad crash. It looked like she was dead! Mar- again, Marissa should not look in worse shape physically than Kirsten. Agreed. Um, but here we are, and to the point where it seemed like she was able to go home the same day... Also, yeah, they didn't really. They weren't clear on how long she was. But at it the seemed like that. It, it did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if there's nothing that they are fixing up or stitching, and it's just bed rest, you right. don't need to stay in the right. hospital for that. Understandable. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you're saying, it could have been more intense. Yeah, that's just for, a bit more intensity for how ridiculous the car crash looked. Yeah, they, they could have really milked that a little bit more. Or yeah, a lot like they more. barely even milked out the whole thing where she was under the influence. Yeah, like they just had that one little scene. Uh, where, uh, the sheriff, which is like, so, like, she did blow a, a point zero eight, but yeah. maybe she didn't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she, maybe seven. I made a mistake and it was a point zero seven, wink, wink. And Sandy's like, no, please, you don't have to do that. And then the guy's like, basically like, I mean, well, well, it is what it is, but just get her help, man. Yeah. And... That actually seems like a really reasonable thing for the cop to do, given that he knows Sandy and it's yeah. like, if... If this is a family that can be supportive and can get her help, that's going to be a lot more beneficial to Kirsten's recovery than, you know, being slapped with tickets and jail time. Right, yeah. And and like we already talked about, it's not like the, you know, justice system. The American jail system to, like, help Kirsten get back on track. Yeah. Yeah, Sheriff probably knows that. And he's like, if the family can handle this, then they're going to do a better job. to be fair, to, uh, to be fair... If she was any other race, that would have not been the case. Mm. She could still been rich. That would have not been the case. Well, I was thinking more of the personal relationship. Like the cop knows Sandy, because he's a public defender. Right, but that I feel like that still wouldn't be the case. If like Sandy, so, black- so, like like somebody like would have been like, no, nah, we we need to. Yeah. Oh, like somebody else in the department would have been like. 
like, uh, officer, so-and-so, you can't do that. Yeah, like, like yeah. it would have, like, that would have been a hard seeker to keep, and it would have gotten out, and... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely several forms of privilege going yeah. on here. And so, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. It's fine. It's not fine. It's, it's not fine. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> All lives... I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's because all lives do not matter. No, they no don't. No lives matter. Nothing matters. Queen said in Bohemian Rhapsody, nothing really matters. To be... And so she goes back home, and she apparently has a change of heart. Like, I just had a almost life-ending situation. I can't keep doing this. And Sandy's like, I mean... She'd probably still go to rehab. And she's like, no, I'll do things my own way. Let's go dump up all the she liquor. She's aggressively against getting, like, allowing Sandy to help her. And yeah. if she were truly humbled by the car crash, I think she would have been much more receptive to other people helping her and not just saying, like, no, like, I'm humbled by the car crash. I like, can take care of it myself. Like, fucking Caleb was more humbled in his heart attack that he had earlier in the season. That lasted, like, half an episode. Yes. But at least it lasted. Good point. There was no... It, it occurred. It was there for a moment. Right. Kirsten, she didn't seem humbled at all by it. She was just like... She's like, I can take care of it myself. I got this. I've had my wake-up call. You don't have to worry about yeah. it. Please stop helping. Yeah. It's like, no, that is not how it works. When you are humbled, you accept help from other people. And Sandy is a good person to trust. Yeah. And so later, Sandy finds that she didn't dump all, all the alcohol. Dun, dun, dun. Ends up that she still had a stash. And while she, well, uh, him and Kirsten are talking about it, it's like... They get the phone call. Yeah. And... And the third storyline shows up. Well, it was, it's already showed up, but like the conclusion of it. Yeah. So, um... We can just talk about the lead-up really quickly, because there's really not much to it with Julie and Caleb. You there's, mean the attempted murder? There's not much to it. You, it you, can just, you can explain it in a couple sentences. We don't need to go into too much detail. Julie wants to kill Caleb. So, yeah, so Julie is trying to find a way out of the divorce, because she will end up with nothing. Yeah, because she's going to get fired, too. Yeah, she's, she's been fired. Yeah. She got fired in the um, first episode. Uh, fucking Caleb was like, playing like pi with her whole life she yeah he knew about everything he knew about luke yeah oh this is the second season right feels so long wait are we in the third season no second okay so it's been it's been uh feels like so long ago i almost forgot that that had happened that (laughs) julie and luke oh my god and so he knew about that he knew about uh her affair with her uh, ex-husband jimmy and everything Mm -hmm. so but the, the kiss that he she had with Lance was the last straw, apparently. Of all things. Yeah, anyway. Like, you knew all about that, and then you have, like, one little kiss, and you're just yeah. like, nope, throw it all away. Yeah. Burn it. And so he decides, okay, this is it. Um, I guess probably because of the, the prenup agreement where... The one-year situation. Yeah, that was probably... he's just like, if it's not working out after a year, then he's going to cut the cord. Yeah. And so finally, like, he sends the... 
you know, the papers, the divorce papers. Julie, Julie's not taking it well. She goes to Sandy for help. Sandy's like, can't help you. It looks like an ironclad agreement. I looked at it once. It, he's read it in like maybe five seconds. And yeah. he's just like, nope, this is legally binding. Like this is, nope, you're, you're fucked. can't do anything. You're There's fucked. no loopholes. I yeah. can't see any. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't talk to me anymore. Right. And so. Maybe he was, maybe he was legitimately just like, get the fuck out of here, Julie. He just didn't say it cause he's nice. Right. He it, was just like, this is ironclad. Get out of my face. It's like, I have enough shit going on in my life right it's now. Like, do you understand what is happening with my wife? My wife is an alcoholic. Get out of here, Julie. And so, oh, Caleb, like Caleb does this whole thing. He's like, I give you a week to move out. I'll move into like a hotel in the meanwhile. You, like, you and your daughter need to get the fuck out, yeah. basically. No love for Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it sucks, sure. but, yeah. And so, uh, Caleb comes back. Um, oh, we didn't. We need to talk about the the blow-up between Caleb and Kirsten after her car accident. Oh, my God. That yeah, was a big thing. Big. I forgot about that. So, Caleb comes in after... Uh, um, car accident to berate kirsten Just, like an asshole yeah he's not there like oh my god my child has been injured like I, it pains me to see my child hurt no, no he's just like my child has been acting like a fool yeah it's like, how dare- drinking and driving it's like how dare you it's like what a disgrace like you're just like your mother oh my god and then obviously kirsten's already like on the edge yeah and so this just sends her just Football kicks yeah. right off the edge of the cliff. And yeah, and she's Tempted. like, Well, do you know why mom was such an alcoholic? Because of all the. Because of you! Yeah. And it's just like, I might like my Chardonnay, but at least I won't die alone. Yeah. Damn, Kirsten. Yeah. Throwing down. That was some damn good acting, too. Was, she was like shaking. Yeah. Her voice was quivering. It felt. I was. I was scared. It was fucking vicious. Yeah. And so apparently Caleb can't sleep because he's just thinking about <laughs> all his... the horrible things he's done in life. Yeah. And he still can't summon the courage to go back and talk to Kirsten or even write a letter or anything. So he goes back to his place to get like sleeping pills. And out of the blue, Julie's just like, oh, this is the perfect way to poison him. Yeah. It's when like, he's... oh, sleeping pills. What a great idea. Yeah. Like me... Everybody dies from sleeping pills and those are untraceable. Are they? I don't really know. I don't think so feel like more people would i feel like it'd be i don't know you'd be able to figure it yeah. out yeah so like she switches out his pills i guess or something mm-hmm. uh or she steals a bunch and he, then gives them to him i don't know yeah something like that i'm not it wasn't really clear exactly what she did but, she but she's tampering of, yeah she's tampering with his pills mm-hmm. and so she has this plan where hey caleb one more time we should just like you know hang out for good, good old time's sake like I'm not, Last hurrah. Yeah, I'm not trying to seduce you or anything. I'm done. Like, you won. Let's just... I'll sign the papers. Yeah. It's cool. And so, next day, Caleb shows up. Um, Julie's just, like... Looking like an island I mean, goddess. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Fucking, yeah. Just, like, has even the little flower in her hair and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, fresh margs. Let's, let's do this. And she dumps all the pills in, like, the margarita mix. And it, like... Gives it to Caleb. Caleb's about to drink, and he's like, you know what? Let me do a scotch first. They were... There was so much teasing yeah. in those couple of scenes. Yeah, so... And then they kept teasing the, the murder. Finally, you know, Julie can't deal, deal yeah, with Yeah, she it. backs like, out. Yeah. She's like, I can't, you know, murder people. Yes. Especially if they just say, like, 
you you know, Juju, I, I did love you. And then she's like, oh, wait, I can't murder you. Way murder is bad. Yeah. Is that, like, written on a rock somewhere? Probably oh. not. Anyways, let me just... do Don't drink that. And then she goes into, like, the, the kitchen. It needs a lime. Right. And it's like, I didn't give you lime. It's like, no, it's fine. No, I did not give you a lime. Yeah. You cannot drink a margarita without a lime. No. No. It just, like, storms off to the kitchen. And... Which, again, I don't know if you caught it, but she was, like, scrubbing out that, like... The glass? Glass, as if, like, I think she was trying to reuse it. Oh. It's like, why? Because you have... You have another glass. You don't have to wash it right now. Maybe she wanted to make sure nobody would, like, pick up and... You don't need to wash it right then then and there, though. So she's taking some time in the kitchen. And then while she's trying to fix Caleb a new legit drink or something, Caleb just, like, ugh... Flops has, into the... Has a heart attack. Has a heart attack. Flops right into the pool. Okay, so... With that... Did she put the poison, the pills, into the margarita mix? So, like, all the margaritas were poisoned, including her own cup? Or was it just in his glass? I think it was just all of it, but she wasn't going to end up drinking okay, it. Okay, because I noticed that she left one of the glasses there next mm-hmm. to the pool when she took his glass into the kitchen to, to dump out. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he was just like, I want some margaritas, I don't fucking care if it's got a lime. And he, like, drank some of her glass. But then it would, like, kill him in a different way. It wouldn't be instantly like it that. It wouldn't have been a heart attack, I don't think, if he, like, took it, if he drank her. Cup. Right. Yeah, and I think they would have made a uh, an effort Unab- to show that. Oh, yeah, it, it wouldn't have just been, like, well, I don't know, I could see them having, like, next episode, she realizes, oh, my God, like, I thought it was a heart attack, but it was me. I did kill him accidentally this time, and it would become, like, a whole thing of, like, Julie being the suspect in this, what was ultimately an accidental murder, but it sure looks like actual murder. Uh, since, I could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that could go, like, a whole thing. Yeah. But it it again it just didn't seem come off that way though. The yeah, way, they might have like made more of a point of like like Caleb's waiting. Or Caleb's at the very least, him. like while he's like drowning in the pool, I think they would have like panned out and shown that glass. Yeah. Or something just to like, you know, like, foreshadow like, it slightly. Yeah, instead of just completely off screen. Yeah. And so Julie goes into the pool trust to save him and But he had a heart attack. Yeah, and then then back to the scene where Julie, I mean where Sandy and Kirsten are having a little argument. Phone call. Caleb died. He dead. As if Julie needed anything else on her plate. As Kirsten needed anything else on her oh, plate. Oh, yeah, I mean Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we episode ends with uh, Kirsten grabbing the bottle that Sandy, yeah, Sandy found, found and just, just walks off. Yep. And it's awful because the last things that she said to her father... You will die alone. Just like screaming at him, just the worst way to end things. Like I always like think about the things I say to people. I try to make an effort, like before I see, like if I'm leaving or anything. Yeah. When I even leave it for like a long time, just like just in general, leaving the house. I'll see you guys later today. I'll try to. I truly try to make an effort just to say something that's not negative or no yeah and that's genuinely like a really good habit to be in because you you, it's super morbid but you don't know or even if i have a fight with someone like if i have a fight i really try like to at least put myself in a reasonable state of mind if i'm still angry at the person i'm still like hey um sorry yeah or at least like don't go to bed angry yeah or like it sounds kind of fucked up but like even if i don't completely mean it 
Yeah. At least try to... End on good terms. Not even end on good terms, but, like, you know, just force a sorry or something. Even if it wasn't my fault or whatever. Because, like, again, I just... I really would hate to have something like that out of my conscience. Yeah, and it's a legitimate thing that happens. I had a teacher back in high school who who said that. I think it was her husband or someone really close to her. And she said that, um, like, the last phone call that she had with this person, mm-hmm. um, she didn't say I love you at the end. And she, like, regrets it all the time. And so now she, like, always makes a point to say I love you is the last thing she says to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, well, not anybody, but right. people that she loves. And, I don't know, like, that's just, like, a very short, simple story, but it kind of stuck with me. Right. That, like, you know, you really never do know when it's going to be the last time that you see someone. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't necessarily go out of my way that much. Like, yeah, like, when we have family and everything, I, like, I... Like, in my family, it's always a habit just to say I love you before. Yeah, It, it just yeah, always exactly. is, but, like, I don't necessarily, like, make that effort to, like, I got to say I love you every single time, necessarily. Yeah. But at least... Well, I, you haven't been traumatized by right. a sudden death where you didn't do that. Right, but I don't think that would have messed me up, though. Yeah. Per, I, again, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Right. But I don't think, like, if I had that situation where I didn't say I love you to someone I really cared about... Uh, that it would like traumatize me like that yeah but what would traumatize me is being on bad terms oh yeah just like hey like fuck you like two days later person dies and just like fuck shit I caused this I always try like when I'm running out the door I never just like leave without saying anything I'm always just like bye love you yeah just Caleb's dead. Yeah. Caleb is dead. So that was the... What's the third to last episode? Like, because Pentultimate is the second to last. Is there a thing for the third to last? No. So that was the third to last in Pentultimate episodes of season two (laughs) of the OC. And wow. Again, once again, wow. What a fucking doozy. What a ride. Yeah. Uh, So should we just do, like, MVPs for, like, the two episodes combined? For, we like, this that. episode? Yeah. I think that'd be just easier. Overall. Overall MVP. Do Wait, MVP or LVP first? Uh, let's do LVP, because I think that's a little easier. Kirsten? Yeah. Kirsten. Like, they made an effort to try to make you feel bad for her. I don't like feel in, bad for Kirsten. In the second episode. The second episode. Whatever. Like, they almost succeeded. I'm sad her dad died. That sucks. Because, like, it's just a lot for her to, like, you know, deal with right now. So. Yeah. I feel like it's very but, self-inflicted. Yeah, but a, lo- a lot of it is. Except for her dad dying. Yeah. That shitty. So, I mean, yeah, the first episode she was very shitty. I mean, she, you know, drunk driving and, and all that stuff. So. Don't do that. Could have killed someone else, too. Yeah, so I will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten's a Kirsten. For yeah, I guess anytime you uh, drink and drive, Kirsten. Yeah. But Trey, Trey's pretty shitty. You know that's Jeez. people are are really like scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Where uh, in terms of just shittiness, like the depths. You know, I'm giving it to Trey. Oh, I here. I at least have some sympathy for Kirsten. And zero can, for Trey. I can muster some sympathy for Kirsten. I can't for Trey. Okay. So that, that's making the difference for me. <sighs> you have a point. I'm gonna stick with Kirsten because. I don't know, they both deserve it, so one of each. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to argue that. MVP, um, 
You come in. You kind of won me over earlier, Teresa. With, oh, so Teresa and yeah. her sage advice and her one little scene, and we also talked about Marissa. Well, I she didn't really do anything. It's more. It's more of a sympathy. It's it's like partial MVP. sympathy and realizing that she's the most faithful character. Yeah. So if we maybe that would be good for like the end of the season the like the surprise MVP like, of the OC is Marissa because she never cheated on anybody. <laughs> like I'll give her like. She like, gets uh, points. Yeah. But yeah, for this particular episode, she... Episodes. For these episodes, she didn't really um, move the plot in such a way that she deserves MVP. I, I was mostly just going off of what we said earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Sandy? Sandy, can... yeah, Sandy's always a solid choice, or almost always. He's... He did everything Sandy. right. He didn't. He did everything right in that song. Yeah, I'll so. give it to Sandy. Okay, and so the next episode, the final episode of season two. Oh my god, the that's de- it. Yep, and that's going to be my last for now. My last Noobsies episode because I indeed am going back to California, right back where we started from. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? By the time because like we have so many episodes backlogged right now, like. By the time we get back? By the time, like, this, like, season finale episode comes out, you might be back. Oh, no, we've been doing all this build-up of, like, Michelle's leaving, I'm leaving, (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? God. Wouldn't that be great? Like, and I'm already back, it's been eight weeks. (laughs) It's been a week in Noopsie's time. It's been one week in Noopsie's time, it has been six months in real life time. We don't have that many episodes backlogged. Okay, but... But it, I might be gone a long time. Yeah. I might be gone a really long time. I don't know. It could be at a minimum it's eight weeks. At a maximum it's like seven months. Well, I will give you time to, to talk about yourself in the next episode. I feel like I have a lot. I don't know how much of it made into the final cut, but... We'll find out, but either way, I'll I'll make sure to give you like an allotted time. The finale of Michelle? Yeah. Okay. To, you know, to talk about yourself. My last will and testament? Yeah. Okay. Say your piece. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Um. Next episode, the dearly beloved. I guess it's all about Caleb being dead. It's probably not all about that. You know what? His funeral is probably going to be like this background stuff. Like you can't even deal with it because there's so much other shit going on. So, I'm going to spoil, but not really spoil the finale for you. Uh oh. So there's a scene in the finale where SNL spoofed it, like, seven years later. <gasps> no! Really? Yep. Oh, shit! I know exactly what you're talking about. No! But not, yeah, but it's... But I don't know who's shooting who or doing what! <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Like, they really didn't do it. Like, the only thing that's really accurate about the spoof and, like, the season from music? this... Yeah. That's mostly the... I like that song. Yeah, that's mostly the only accurate thing. Wow. Okay, that's 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 a good spoiler then, because now I'm super looking forward to it, but I still don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. So that's that's a good, like, hint. We should... Yeah, but we should do a review of that that uh, skit afterwards. Yes. Just to, That could be an extra bonus episode. Just Perfect. a 10-second, ten 10-minute ten little thing. But yeah, so I think that really brings us to the end of this episode. I think we talked enough about these two. I think so. Yeah, I'm getting tired. I'm I'm so sleepy. I have the Hall of Fame to watch, so. 
have my eyelids to watch. If you guys enjoy what we're doing here with the Neepsies Podcast, make sure to show your love and support by A, following us on our social media pages. We got a Twitter, twitter.com slash noopsies, facebook.com slash noopsies. Make sure to like and follow on there. Um, we love communicating with you guys, and both social medias are awesome um, to keep in touch with you guys. And we post you know updates on what's going on with the podcast, um, any OC stuff that comes up, cool stuff like that. Um, we tend to like like and reblog other awesome OC podcast stuff too. So, you know, shout out to all the other OC podcasts. And um, make sure to also share support by B. Uh, subscribing to the podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio. All three of them. Two of them, one of them. doesn't really matter. Just make sure to subscribe so then that way you have the newest episodes of the New Pieces Podcast straight in your inbox. You don't have to wait for us. It's right there for you. And leave a rating and little uh, review. You don't have to, but it'd be nice. And... Actually, leave a comment. <laughs> if you're going to leave... rating, don't just... Don't just leave, like, one star and then leave. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, like, if you think you... If you think we suck, that's fine, but... Tell us why we think... Explain why you think, yourselves. Yeah. I'm not taking it personally, but it'd be nice. Yeah, because I, I want to know, like... Do we suck because of me? Do we suck because of Michelle? Hey. Do we suck because Luke's not here anymore? Oh. Yeah, I give us four stars because Luke's not here. <laughs> or do we suck because we haven't had uh, Reginald in a in a while? Like, why do we suck? Yeah, just we're just that guy. Um, he's in. I don't know if he, he still might be in Iowa. Oh, what the hell! Rap battles. Oh, yeah. you go to Iowa for rap battles? That's how hardcore he is. What? Yeah. That sounds like the people from Iowa need to come to like DC for that. What the hell? You would think that we have like the DC area in general has a better like rap battle scene. No, you have to go to Iowa for your rap battles. Uh, apparently. What the fuck? Like I didn't know there were black people in Iowa. There are now. <laughs> like just for this moment. So yeah, we, maybe we need more Reginald Loud back in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of that. Either way, just you know. If you're going to leave a rating, even if it's a five-star rating, just tell us why you like our podcast so much. Yeah, I, that requires less explanation, of course, because, yeah. like, it's obvious, but sure, tell us. Yeah, so, um, is there anything else you want to add, Michelle? I don't think so. All right, so for the Newsies Podcast, I'm Juan. I'm Michelle. And we'll see you guys at Yogalotti's. Bye.